Well, we have been looking at that word excel, which means a super abundance of. Excel, a super abundance of. And the scripture that, that God's just letting just sink into our hearts is 2 Corinthians 8, 7. And it says it this way. But just as you excel or have a super abundance of everything, and then here's some examples in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Today, we're gonna focus on excelling in knowledge. And I'm really looking forward to teaching you today because I believe that, that your future, the decades ahead of you that God has given you, your fulfillment, your happiness, God's plan for your future is directly related to the type of knowledge or attaining the knowledge he has for you. Yet often we overlook, we overlook this important step. Knowledge is not at the top of our list when it comes to the spiritual life of things that we think are important or that God wants us to seek after. I was talking with one of our missionaries who was telling me about all the different work that he does in Africa. And he does a variety of work with a lot of different countries and a lot of different cultures and types of ministry. And as we were discussing the enormous need in Africa, even though there's been tremendous progress in the last 100 years, there's still just a mind boggling amount of need. A thought came to me and I wanted to share this thought with him, but I, but I felt like it was maybe an unspiritual thought or not spiritual enough. And so with hesitation, I, I said to him, you know, when I, when I analyze Africa, it seems to me that education is a huge need. And he almost immediately, instinctively reacted. And he said, the key to the gospel is education. Now, this is a very alarming um, almost uncomfortable statement, but we expanded that. And he went on to explain, and we discussed the fact that unless people have the ability to comprehend this very distinct message we have, unless they have the ability to take a concept and thought and process it, they'll never understand the life-giving, eternal gospel message. So education is huge, knowledge is huge. Education and knowledge is so, so important. And no doubt that throughout the centuries, lots of Christians, a high percentage, maybe even the majority of Christians could not read or could not write or were illiterate. But yet the thoughts about their faith were being formed by people who could. And so it is that our faith is very much dependent upon knowledge the ability to process knowledge, the ability to access knowledge, the, the ability to attain knowledge. And so it is Christians have traditionally, until recent years, been on the forefront of education. Christians have started schools, that they have started tutoring and programs and education. And at one time, education was centered around the church. And in recent years, we've somewhat let that go only for the sake of evangelism, but those go hand in hand. That it really is necessary. Our faith is dependent upon a certain level of education within us. And so it is the first observation I wanna give you today when it comes to excelling in knowledge. 
being excellent in knowledge is this, is that knowledge is necessary. Knowledge is absolutely necessary. And so it is that when you look to the rest of this year and into future months and future years and future decades, who you are gonna become is largely determined by if you acquire knowledge and what type of knowledge you acquire. We acquire thoughts. Uh, we choose the thoughts that we have access to. And the thoughts form who we are. Thoughts form who we are more than any other factor, I believe. And so it is that we are going to be accumulating thoughts and these thoughts are going to determine who we are. And, and I want to remind you that wisdom and knowledge comes from God above. So it is that even among people who don't believe in the Lord Jesus, or don't believe he is the way, the truth, and the life, that the knowledge that they attain, the reason that they attain is a gift from God. The so reason is not opposed to faith. The reason is part of our faith. God's given us knowledge, and the attainment of knowledge is so important for our spiritual development. God wants us to think. God wants us to reason. God wants us to consider things. He wants us to be people who attain knowledge and that to be part of who we are. Now, Proverbs chapter two is a beautiful scripture that has a poetic feel about it, even when it's translated, but it's so powerful that I don't want you to lose the power of the statements. Proverbs chapter two, starting with verse six, says it this way, for the Lord gives wisdom. We've already established that. That's book of James reinforces this as other places do. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up success for the upright. Now I want you to consider this now, that the success that's in your future, the kind of success that God wants you to have is connected with the knowledge you're going to attain. Knowledge is necessary for your success. Can I just remind you that everything starts with a thought. Everything starts with an idea. Everything starts with something that passes through your brain or through your thought process. He stores success for the upright. There's a knowledge that leads to success. Now look at this part, the protection at the end of verse seven. He is a shield for those who live with integrity so that he may guard the paths of justice and protect the way of his loyal followers. Then you will understand righteousness justice and integrity, every good path, for wisdom will enter your mind and knowledge will delight your heart. This pleases the Lord. This is a gift from him. This is a gift of wisdom. That which is within us, that is curious, that which is within us that wants to learn something new, that which drives us, to expose ourselves to a new idea or a new concept or to take a risk or, or to learn something we didn't know before. That is a gift from the Lord. Knowledge is not something just for the academic elite. Knowledge isn't that for just a certain part of society. Knowledge is for every single human being. Every single human being, God has the gift of knowledge and he wants us to cry out. He wants it to be the cry of our heart. God, give me the knowledge I need to have the success and the protection and the righteousness and the justice that you want me to have. Knowledge is the doorway. Knowledge is the path.
And it's true. Knowledge gives you leverage over other people. I know it sounds like a negative thing, but and it, and it often is used as a negative thing, but it's an observation in life that knowledge gives you leverage, or you've heard it say, knowledge gives you power. And so I, I think about my vehicle right now. I've got a vehicle who's acting kind of funny, and, and I think about Steve Douglas sitting over there who is a mechanic. And I want, I want you to know that there was one time in my life I was driving in a car, and I didn't know how to turn on my hazard lights. And Steve has a long, successful career in automotives and fixing autos. And so there's no doubt when it comes to a vehicle, Steve has an advantage over me. His knowledge gives him power in a situation. His knowledge gives him an advantage. So it is on on anything, on anything that you choose. You know, Paul's a basketball referee. So there's no doubt that Paul has leverage over me. He has influence over me because he knows the rules of basketball much better than I do. Even though the fans that you ref before don't think that, I believe that you do. So there is a knowledge. Knowledge does give you power and it gives you leverage. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit's help. We need the Holy Spirit's help to lead that. And so what I want you guys to see today no matter what place in life you're at, no matter what age, no matter if you're in school or out of school or not interested in that, here's the deal. Every single one of you should be attaining knowledge in some way. And, and this can be something different for each person. Obviously, we, we immediately think about books and I believe in reading and books and that is important and it's a great privilege to be able to read. It's, one, it's a great privilege for those of you who write Do you know that writing and expressing your thoughts on paper or through song is a great privilege that you have? Remember that, students, when you're in composition class? But that is not the only way we attain knowledge. Do you know one of the greatest ways we attain knowledge is through listening? Simply having a significant conversation in which you're humble enough to not monopolize the conversation and not talk the entire time, but you're humble enough to listen because one of the greatest gifts we give to another human being is the dignity to listen to their story and the humility to listen to their story. And then here's a great thing. When we give give the gift of listening, that gift comes back to us in conversation because we learn and we attain knowledge. And the best ideas I've gotten and the greatest perspectives I've had, and some of the most valuable information I've ever attained have not been through a book. It's been through a conversation with people. Listening and being humble enough to do that. To know that every person you encounter has a gift to give you. And so it is, there's a variety of different ways through the arts. We, we can attain knowledge through the music we hear, through movies we see, through different expressions that, that we We cause our hearts to come alive with a new perspective and a new understanding. And I I am, one one of the things God's called me to do is to encourage people to read the Bible. And that's, that's one of the things I believe God's called me to do. And that's why I have at the information center, the communication center, here are our five by five by five Bible reading plan. It's a way for you to go through the New Testament in a year. And I encourage you to get on a plan and go to Uversion and be on a plan there. So Bible reading is so important and it's such, a, such an opportunity 
But I want you to know too, there's, there's other ways, not as good or not as holy, but yet something that would please the Lord is for you to learn other things too. To be a well-rounded person, to realize that God's creation is so diverse that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That every good and perfect gift comes from above. And so it is that when you attain knowledge, knowledge about something as simple as the weather, or knowledge about science, or knowledge about history, or knowledge about the arts, or knowledge about whatever it is that evokes your mind and causes your heart to come alive. I believe that when the Holy Spirit is filtering it through morality that it can be a beautiful and wonderful gift from the Lord. And the Lord wants you. The Lord wants you to attain knowledge. He wants you to become a wise person. He wants you to download in your mind the knowledge you need to be the person he wants you to become. Because every day, every year, you're acquiring the knowledge you need to be formed in the image of Christ and to cause the true you to come forward to please the Lord. You know, one of the joys that we have here at this church is our Mother's Day Out program. It's a program for like age six weeks to age four. And every May we have a graduation and it's fun to see the kids dress up and put on their little hats and gowns. Now, when I had toddlers, I didn't realize that was the case. And so I remember at another church, our kids were going to another church before I'd been hired here uh, and to their school and uh, Beth told me we have preschool graduation. And so I was like, okay, I'll sh- I showed up at the church after work and it was a way bigger deal than I thought. Caps and gowns and cakes and punch and grandparents and pictures. And I'm like, for, for th- four-year-olds, man, that's, that's really surprising. Well, about 12 months later, kindergarten finished and we had a kindergarten graduation. And in the scope of time, I thought, didn't we just do this like last month? But here we were again with caps and gowns and speeches and poems and grandparents and sheet cakes and all that kind of stuff. Another graduation. And then I noticed that there are some schools that do a fifth grade graduation. There's other schools in this county who end at eighth grade and have an eighth grade graduation. And by the time, you know, that a student around here gets to their senior year, I mean, high school graduation's been there, done that before, right? No big deal. Here we go again, another graduation. Well, this, though, this demonstrates something that our education, our education shows us. Our education is very systematic. And it's true that you don't go to second grade until you accomplish certain criteria in the first grade. And then in eighth grade, you don't go to ninth grade unless you pass certain tests and you attain certain knowledge. In 11th grade, you don't go to your senior year unless you learn certain information or you're really good at basketball and they pass you through somehow, unfortunately. But there's a process, there's a systematic way. Our education, we're, we're, in, uh, we're in a whether you're homeschooled or go to a school, there's, there's a certain advancement that happens. There's a certain expectation. There's a system. And this reminds us of the attainment of knowledge. And here's my second observation. The attainment of knowledge is a process. It's a process. We don't just wake up one day and we have all the knowledge that we need. In our early life, from kindergarten on to whenever we finish formal education, whether it's high school or college or graduate school, Uh, We're in a process, and that process says, 
in order to go to the next level, you're going to have to accomplish so much in your education. But somewhere, somewhere in our adult life, when we get, you know, the stupid piece of paper to put on the wall and the degree and we're done and we don't no longer have institutions telling us what we have to learn, we settle into our careers, we settle into our adult life and we wrongly believe that we have attained all the knowledge we need to be the person God wants us to be. The truth is this, the purpose of education, which we're blessed to have access to that, is to learn how to learn. And that's the purpose of education. We're supposed to learn how to be lifelong learners. And we know that learning is a process. And that process is sequential. That process continues. We don't come to a place where we just say, I'm done with the process. I'm done attaining knowledge. You know, that's one of the enemies strategies for your life is to get you satisfied with your level of knowledge, to, to, not, to get you to a place where you don't, you're not open to new ideas, you're not open to new information, you're not curious to learn, you're just done investigating, you're done learning, you're done checking into things because you're satisfied with your level of knowledge. You know that every single person is in a process. And this, this is even more clear when you think about the life of Jesus. Jesus who was fully God and by his sovereign will was fully man. So even though he was always God and always will be, he chose to go through a process. And Luke 2.52 shows us that. It's an amazing scripture. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. So the idea here is that even though Jesus was fully God, from the moment of the moment that he entered this world and even before, always eternally fully God, yet he chose to be part of a process. He chose to go from point A to point B to point C. He chose to, he chose to develop himself as an example to us that we never stop learning. We never stop attaining knowledge. We never get out of the process of attaining the knowledge God wants us to have. Proverbs 4.18 says it this way. I love this scripture. It says, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, shining brighter and brighter until midday. Midday being the time of day that is the brightest. So our path uh, should be of those who, as we walk along the path of life, things get brighter, things get better. We attain in this situation more and more knowledge we're growing, we're increasing our capacity to think, we're expanding our horizons, we're, we're getting to know God in a better way, we're getting deeper into his word, we're not satisfied with milk, we're going for the meat of the word of God, we're, we're opening ourselves up to new ways of thinking under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and things get brighter, and things get better, and we keep, keep growing. See, God wants you to realize that you're in a process. And I want you to know this, guys. You're not done learning. The Lord wants you to know that. You're not done attaining knowledge. Don't stop learning. Don't stop engaging in the process of learning. God's not done with your mind yet. God's not done with your intelligence level. God has new wisdom and new ideas and new perspective that he wants to share with you. 
Now, one of the areas, there's many, many, many areas that I have a low amount of knowledge in, uh, but one of them is in art and art appreciation. So this is something that, that I've looked into, dabbled into just a little bit. And in recent months, I was at Cheekwood here in the Nashville area, which is a, a really great place to visit. Variety of different things to see there, but art is on display. And I went to one section there in one of the homes at Cheekwood, and there were these amazing or interesting limestone um, sculptures. And a lot of them had biblical meaning to them, and a lot of them had cultural meaning to them. And so I learned a little bit more about them. And there's a local, local artist, and his name is, bear with me, William Edmondson. William Edmondson. There's a picture of him that you can see. Now, that's not the best picture. And praise God, we're installing new projectors this week, uh, both. And you, you'll be able to look to, not just to your left, but to your right also. Um, but it just, it gives you a little bit of context. Edmondson was a son of a slave. And he lived here in Davidson County, born in Sumner County, but nearby Davidson County, rural Davidson County. Then he moved into Nashville. And let me read to you what he said. Uh, he said, I was out in the driveway with some old pieces of stone when I heard a voice telling me to pick up my tools and start working on a tombstone. I looked up in the sky and right there in the noonday light, he being God hung a tombstone out for me to make. I am just doing the Lord's work. For 17 years, Edmondson made sculptures, not just of tombstones, that's where he started, but of biblical representations, of cultural representations that showed the world his perspective and the world that he came from. And by 1937, he was the first African-American artist to receive a solo exhibition at New York Museum's New York's Museum of Modern Art. So the first African-American to have his own solo display at the New York Modern Art Museum. He did all of this in 17 years. And he's a great example of a self-educated person. Someone who, who taught himself how to do an amazing work that we benefit from today. There's a lot of amazing things about Mr. Edmondson and what he's given to us, but here's something that really stuck out to me. Do you know how old he was or what his age was when he started sculpting? 58 years old. Now, 58 doesn't seem very old to us anymore, but in the early 20th century, 58 was much older than it is to us today. And the idea is, here's a man with no formal education, and none of the advantages that we think you would need to be a world-class artist. But he took a railroad spike and a piece of limestone and a hammer. And he expressed himself. And he attained knowledge that we all benefit from today. And the fact that he started that at what was considered an old age at his time, lets us know this. Here's the last observation is that the attainment of knowledge never ends. Never ends. 
you will never stop learning. You will never stop having an opportunity to do something for the first time. God wants you to be a person who attains knowledge. So it is, I'm thinking about our lives. What is it inside of you that you've always wanted to try? Man, why not try it out to God's glory? I mean, why not, why not try something that you've always wanted to do? Maybe it's something like playing the piano. Maybe you, you've wished all your life you could, you could play the piano. I don't know if you're gonna be any good at it. You might be terrible. You might hate playing the piano. You might be a great pianist, but why not try it out? Why not do it if you're able to and God helps? Maybe you want to be a pilot. Make sure your wife approves of this. And if she does, or vice versa, if, she, if he approves of it, save up money for flying lessons. No matter what your age, to God's glory. Why? Because we're the type of people God's called to attain knowledge, not for our glory and not for our pride and not for our ego because God's a creative God and we reflect who he is and the earth he's given us this life and he's given us eternity to discover the greatness of who he is. Be someone who, be someone who pursues your heart. Do what your heart has called you to do because if you're redeemed and your heart's been redeemed by the Holy Spirit, then your desires will line up with his desires. And God, God will use that which is in your heart for his purpose and his glory. Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament, the majority of it, and who helped help us form our understanding of Christ, he was quite a student himself. We know that because he was an ex-Pharisee, and so there were certain educational requirements. And also when he got into this discussion with one of the Roman leaders named Festus, we find this is not in your notes, but it's on the screen here in Acts chapter 26, verse 24. As he was making his defense this way, Festus, who was a Roman politician, exclaimed in a loud voice, you're out of your mind, Paul. Too much study is driving you mad. For all of you who don't like books, you can say amen right there. The point here is that Paul was a student, a lifelong learner. He had a reputation of someone who loved to learn, who loved to attain knowledge. And you may know this also, that at the end of his life, the last place we know that Paul was, he was in Rome, waiting what was probably an execution. And it was from that prison in Rome, that house, house arrest that he was under, that he wrote uh, some of the final writings that have impacted us. And one of those are 2 Timothy. And in 2 Timothy chapter four, Right in, the, right in the middle of the scripture, uh, you, you may have overlooked this. There's, a, there's an amazing statement from Paul. He says, when, when you come, bring the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus, look at this part, as well as the scrolls, especially the parchments. Here was Paul at the end of his life when his time on earth appeared and likely was fading. And some of his last requests, tell this person hello. Tell the other person hello. Bring John Mark to me. And oh yeah, when you come, bring the scrolls, which is the equivalent of a book. Bring the parchments or bring my library. As my life winds down, I wanna be around my books. And we don't know what those books were. There's no way to know for sure, but 
more than likely the parchments meant they were the scriptures. There's a high probability of that. The Old Testament scriptures and the sayings of Jesus and maybe even some of his letters. He said, bring those to me. Let the scripture be around me. Let the word be near me. Bring that by which I can learn. I want to attain knowledge. And what an example of us today, to us today. Listen, I, I want you to know that however that works out for your life, whether it's through books, whether it's through a mentor, whether it's through someone teaching you a trade, certainly in the spiritual life when it comes to developing our faith, to increasing our prayer life, to getting around God's word by regular church attendance, by 242 groups, by Christian growth classes, by listening to podcasts of preachers. And, and we have access to wonderful preachers all around the nation. Whatever it is for you, whether it's listening to God's word, attain knowledge, excel in knowledge. Say, God, I want a super abundance of knowledge. I want everything you have for me. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 8, 7 one more time, that first scripture we looked at. Just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, let's have a super abundance of the knowledge God wants us to have. Come on, let's pray about that. Lord, I, I just feel like this is a really important message. I don't know, maybe some, maybe I'm thinking it's not one of my more exciting messages or maybe it won't be one of my more popular messages, but I, I, I just feel like this is so important because God, you've called us to be learners. You've called us to be lifelong learners. And I wanna add to that God has called us to be eternal learners, eternally learning. Not just, we're not like people who only have this life and we have to get our knowledge in. Do you know that the knowledge that you attain that comes from the Lord will be with you through eternity? And so it is that God wants you to know the revelation of who he is, is coming. So I believe the Lord is placing in you an idea the Lord is placing in you a thought. Um, and these are things that he wants you to pursue. He wants you to seek after. He wants you to give your attention to. There's something in your heart that you haven't been pursuing. Maybe some of you have just really put your relationship with God on the back burner. You've not made it a priority. The Lord is calling you to seek him first. Seek him now. Maybe for some of you, it's something else in your life that he's calling you to seek after. It's something that you've been resistant to, that you've um, been negligent in, that you've let fear keep you from stepping forward, that you no longer are pursuing knowledge in this certain area, but God wants you to play that instrument. God wants you to take that trip. God wants you to meet with that small group. God wants you to go ahead and take advantage of that apprenticeship. Whatever it is for you, that knowledge is available. The knowledge is there. The Lord wants you to excel in knowledge, a superabundance of knowledge, not for your ego, not for your glory, not just so you can lord it over people and be prideful over them and, and, and demonstrate earthly power that damages and hurts. No, because... 
you're reflecting your God and you're pursuing everything he's put in your heart because your God is a creator and your God is a seeker and your God is that who goes after the secret things and he reveals those to us and so it is with you. He wants to do the same thing for you. So Lord, whatever is in your heart to do, Lord, we receive and we're ready for that. Would you stand with me? You know, as I close this sermon, I forgot an important part of the sermon. And this is a cool thing because a lot of times people will say, you're a lifelong learner, but God wants us to know that we're eternal learners. First Corinthians chapter 13, if you can find that scripture, verse nine says this, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, right? We just do the best we can. But when the perfect comes, that's Jesus, the partial will come to an end. For when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now, right now, 2014, okay? Now we see indistinctly as in a mirror. Now we have pretty good mirrors today, right? But have you seen like, let's say a brass pot where you can kind of see what's going on. You can see the color and image, but it's just not clear. That's the best mirror they had then. For now we see indistinctly as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will fully, I, I will know fully as I am fully known. Can I tell you, by God's grace, you're not just a lifelong learner. You're an eternal learner that you're gonna be in God's presence and see his face and you'll know then things clearly. But I believe this, my understanding of heaven, and I don't have full understanding, right? I only know in part, is that heaven is going to be a lot like earth, just righteous and holy and perfect. And we're gonna be learners in heaven. And when we think we know everything about God, because he is all powerful, because he is omniscient, because there's none like him, because the greatness and depths of who our God is, we can, no mind can conceive, no heart can understand. We're gonna get to know God forever and ever and ever, and we'll never run out of things to learn because he is great and he is mighty and he is powerful. Why not go ahead and start heaven here on earth and become that person that seeks the Lord, that seeks his knowledge, that seeks his ways, that follows what he's put in your heart to say, God, I'm gonna be everything you've called me to be for your glory, for your purpose, to reflect and honor your name. And that's why God wants us to see him fully. So Lord, we believe that. I feel the agreement of my friends here that Lord, you want that to happen to us. So God, we choose to pursue knowledge, pursue the knowledge of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord is ours. I'm going to invite our prayer team to go to the...